Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Homosexual. I'm your host, Christian Sigurdsson, and today we are going to be covering why do people stay in toxic relationships, okay? Because that is something I've been motherfucking wondering. Also, we are going to expand on last week's episode about online dating because I had a few thoughts that came up this week that I was like, oh, I have to share. And me and my friend Ashley also did an experiment which I now have the results of and I'm going to share with you because I learned some very important information from it, okay? I had an idea with my friend to, like, after last week's episode, we were talking about, you know, things that you can do to, to, like, bring up your success rate and what you should say when you DM someone. And so I came up with a few, like, guys that I was going to DM, okay? And they were all guys that had, like, good style, okay? And I just said, hey, I like your style. Do you like to thrift? I sent that out to, like, four, five people just to, like, just to see a response, okay? 20 hours later, no one responded. I was like, ooh, this doesn't feel so good. I was like, geez, like, what is going on? That was a solid DM. They clearly likely go thrifting and it's something that would trigger a quick response then one of them hits me back okay then another hits me back I was like yes we're at 50 percent it kept going one of them like kind of fizzled, fizzled out but like the it definitely worked and the other is still like going and I was like that was good. Like that, that got a response. It triggered a response. So what I was saying last week about set an intention in what you want, and also just say something in the DM that's going to trigger a response from the other person. Because if you just say, Hey, like, I think you're um, really attractive or Hey, like, could I have your snap? That's not going anywhere. If you say, Hey, like, I really think you're attractive or Hey, I really like your style do you want to go thrifting or do you want to like do you play sports or do you like RuPaul's Drag Race? They can answer that super easily and you can possibly bond over something. The other thing I realized is I would much, much rather someone leave me on red than leave me on delivered. Because at least when you're leaving me on red, I'm like, I'm getting the message. You've looked at it you're not responding and I can just be like okay whatever like I'm moving on but if you leave me undelivered mm, like it's just it keeps your hopes up because you're like oh well like they could have just not seen it but then it's just like they probably saw it and just either deleted it or didn't want to respond which totally fine no one has any obligation to respond to you or to have a conversation with you, whatever, that's not on you. But like, just read the message. You know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather just know than not know, if that makes sense. Kind of like the university application process, if you know what I mean, because we're still waiting on one of them. So please respond. Now, I was brainstorming really hard to think about some reasons why people would stay in a toxic relationship, okay? The first reason that I came up with was a lack of financial independence. And this can be tricky because when you rely on the other person so heavily financially, 
you really don't want to end the relationship because you're not only ending, you know, a relationship and there are going to be emotions involved, but you're also cutting off your financial well-being and help and possibly just all your your financial security. And so in that situation, I definitely think it's fair to stay with someone while you need to. But at the same time, if you are in a situation where you are relying on someone fully financially, it can become so tricky because the power dynamic can become so toxic. And if you're in a toxic relationship, it's just another layer that just shouldn't be involved in a relationship. You shouldn't have to rely on someone completely financially because they can almost like use that on you and hopefully they wouldn't. But I think a lot of the time people in this situation, they get used and they just deal with it because without this other person, they feel that they would not be secure financially, which fair because you wouldn't, but you also deserve so much more. The other thing was being emotionally dependent on the other person. And this comes from either a lack of confidence, a lack of people around you that you are close to. And I feel like those are kind of the main root causes. If you are not confident, you're going to rely on someone else for validation, and that can be your significant other in a relationship. And that is fine to seek validation from your partner, okay? What else would they be for? Am I right? But there is a line to like where it's healthy and then where it's not healthy because we're all about healthy relationships. And if you were completely relying on them for your self-confidence, that is not okay because you should be confident in yourself enough so that if your relationship ended tomorrow, your ego would not take that much of a hit. You know what I mean? The other scenario is where you're in a relationship with someone and they're your person. You maybe came here from another country, you moved here, you maybe you just don't have that many friends that you feel you can really talk to. Like there are people who have so many friends, but they're just not any of them that are actually like friends that are like close with you and that you can talk to about anything and it's so hard not to have those people in your life and you should make an effort to go find those people because when you do let me tell you oh my god life changes so much for the better when you don't have those people you become reliant on your significant other for emotional support when you're going through stuff you know maybe you're going through a really hard time in school or with your job or your family, or maybe you're homesick if you moved away from home. And so if you lose that one person, you're going to feel completely alone, which no one wants to feel. We're not independent creatures by nature. I feel like all people have a want to be around others to some degree. Like, of course, there's going to be people who are like very introverted and like more shy and independent, But then there's going to be all those people 
that are very extroverted and want to be around people constantly. And I know personally, I'm not one of those people. Like I definitely love seeing a bunch of people and like visiting friends all the time, but like that doesn't charge me up. I feel charged and well rested and rejuvenated, if you will, after being alone in my room for like four hours. You know what I mean? I just, I need that time to recharge because after a big social event, I am wiped. I literally just cannot deal with people because my social battery is just non-existent anymore after a while. If I didn't have any friends to hang out with, then I would be ready to socialize and there'd be no one to fucking socialize with. And so if I was relying on my partner for all of my social calendar and events and that was the person that I went to with everything, I wouldn't want to lose them and I would probably stay with them so as not to be alone. I think in that scenario, you almost want to, if you can, have your family around you because family is so important and I feel like I haven't really realized how important it is until recently because I'm getting ready to like you know possibly move away in like the next little while and like I won't have any of my family with me and so I'm trying to spend as much time with them now as I can because I'm going to be basically I'm literally going to be like alone in an unknown place for university and like yeah I'm going to make friends but it's just not the same as having your family around you and so spend as much time with your family as you can call your mom okay I'm sure she can help but that's not always the case for everyone because family is really fucking complicated and everyone's family is so different the dynamic between parents between siblings between cousins can be so complicated that like people will ask you to explain your family and like you literally just can't even respond you know what I mean like it's just so complicated I know my family personally there's just so many like random cousins and relations and like siblings who like aren't really siblings but like they're kind of siblings and stuff like that if I am your best friend I will tell you about that but like if we just met and you're like oh how many siblings do you have that's such a hard question for me to answer if you are not so much in contact with your family, I would say put yourself in more uncomfortable situations in order to make new friends. It's going to take a long time to develop deep connections with them, but it could definitely happen. And you don't have to break up with your partner right away because being lonely can be dangerous too, you know? Like if you're just alone with your thoughts all of the time, that is not good either. If I am alone in my room for like days on end, I am not doing well. But lucky enough for me, I have my family who they will come into my room and be like, Crochet, get the actual fuck out of your room because you are clearly not doing very well and we don't like seeing you like that. So I'm very grateful for that. But find people that you can rely on who aren't your partner if you need to get out of a situation like that and a lot of the time you won't even realize how emotionally dependent you are on them until they're gone so this can be seen with a lot of on and off relationships if you break up with someone and then you go back to them because you're so lonely 
I get it. But at some point, if it is toxic, you need to break the cycle, honey. You need to end it, motherfucker. The other issue could be the fear of society and what other people will think. Because in our culture, every culture pretty much cares so much about what other people think. And it's just so hard to not. Like people are always saying, oh, like don't care about what other people think. Like your opinion is the only one that matters. Yes, but at the same time, I'm not going to go out in something that I think other people will think I'm hideous in. You know what I mean? And so it comes to a point where I don't care about what other people think to a degree, but I still do. Like, I'm not going to shave my head because I feel like other people might judge me and I just really don't want to explain that. But there are things that you really shouldn't care what other people think, like in a relationship, sometimes. If you're in a relationship and you are scared to break up with this person, you know it's not good for you, but either your family really likes them, your friends really like them, maybe your parents set you up with them or whatever the reason may be, if you break up with this person, you are scared that people are going to be mad at you. You have to do what is best for you. Your family, your friends, they aren't in your relationship And so they can have an opinion to a degree, but they don't get to determine that. They don't get to make you feel like you should need to stay in a situation that you're not happy with. Because at the end of the day, you need to do what is best for you. And if that is ending the relationship, then do it. I am of the strong belief that you do not need to love your family. I think it's amazing when you do and you have deep connections with your family and you care for them and you should definitely give them more chances than normal people. But you don't have to love your family because there are times where stuff will happen and it's just unforgivable. You know, they always say like blood is thicker than water which is like a reference to like family, like you're biologically related, like you're always going to be tied to them. But I don't think that's the case. You should definitely help out your family and, you know, whatever, do what you can. But if they are disrespecting you or they're horrible to you, you do not need that in your life and you can cut them off too. The last reason I came up with with this, this this was a tough brainstorming session. When people stay in relationships Because they think that in order to be in a relationship, you need to compromise and sacrifice and give things up and give parts of yourself up. Compromise, yes. But if it comes to the point where you are giving so many different things up that like you are not even really you, you're not happy, that is more than compromise and you're now sacrificing a lot of yourself for the relationship. And if you have to like basically change who you are to be in a relationship, you should probably not be in that relationship. If there are issues that can only be solved by you having to constantly sacrifice or maybe like there are just so many things that both of you are sacrificing in order to make it work and you know oh a relationship takes sacrifice and oh well relationships aren't always easy that's true but they shouldn't be hard 
and horrible. They should be good most of the time, but if you have a fight here and there, that's fine. But if you're fighting all the time, if you're feeling like you're not getting everything you want because you have to compromise so much, leave them. Like, it's not for you. You don't have to stay. A lot of the time I find that people who are in a relationship for two, one, three, eight years, they feel like they have to stay in the relationship because it's been so long already. Why would I break up with them now? Yeah, it may be a big part of your life, especially if you're younger. Like if you're in a one-year relationship and you're 17, that's like one seventeenth of your life. Like, I don't want to seem stupid, but like, I think that's more than 5%, which is not insignificant. And so it can feel like, oh, well, we're endgame. But honey, let me tell you, you're probably not. If you're unhappy by now, if you're a year into the relationship and you are super unhappy, you guys are fighting all the time, literally just end it. There are times where I think there are problems that come up that can be worked on. Whether it's a problem with something like, say, drinking, okay? Like, that is not the core of who that person is. Whereas if you don't like someone's personality or certain things that they do and aspects of them, those probably aren't going to change. However, habits, those can change. And so I think that's where you kind of draw the line of, oh, do I break up with them or do I compromise in a way that's going to be beneficial? Because there's no way that you're going to be with someone and love every single part of them. That's the dream But like, there's going to be little things that are kind of like, hmm, like, why are they doing that? I don't like that. And that's okay. But as long as overall you are happy enough in the relationship. Now, one experience that I thought of this week while watching the new season of Elite, season five, which if you have not watched, go watch it right now. Literally start on season four. I have never even seen the first three seasons. Start on season four. It's amazing. When you are watching a show... And like when I was younger, when I was watching a show with like my parents or my mom and anything remotely like gay would come on, I would freak out and like not like look at the TV or like go like, oh, hey, like, would you want some water? And then I'd go get water. I don't think she ever really cared or noticed. You know what I mean? But like in my head, I would just get so scared every time anything gay on TV would come up. I would freak out. And I just needed to know, do you experience, did you ever experience this too? Like, I feel like I have never had an original experience now because of TikTok, but like, I just, I feel like I'm not the only one here. Another thing I wanted to touch on was when I came out, so originally I told my, one of my best friends, Beck, who's been on the podcast and I can do like a whole episode one day on that if you guys want to know that but I was coming out to a group of friends in their basement and I was like freaking out we were like playing cards and like one of them knew like Beck was there this was after I told her we're all sitting there and I like turned to my friend Tony and I was like Tony I have something to like tell you and like I'm dead serious and like you can't tell anyone like no one can know and I was dead serious and she she got kind of scared and I was like don't worry like it's nothing bad and I was just like I'm gay 
and she like for the first five minutes she couldn't tell if I was like joking or not because I am so like sarcastic with my friends and like I'll just say things with a straight face and they can't tell if I'm kidding or not and so like she just couldn't tell if I was joking but I was like I started breaking down crying and I was like no like like I'm actually gay and she was like oh like well I'm bi too and it's just so much nicer that like we both like came out to each other I just found it so funny that like most of my closest and best friends have all like throughout the years been like you know what I don't think I'm entirely straight and so my friend group my like entirely straight friend group is now like majority people are not straight in my friend group and I just feel like a lot of gay people will almost find each other which is like the sweetest thing ever but like if you look at a lot of friend groups where one person comes out a lot of the time the other people in the friend group will also come out I've noticed and that is not the case with everyone if you are friends with someone who is in the lgbtqia plus community that does not mean that you are also gay or bi or whatever but i just find that a lot of the gay community kind of find each other without knowing which i just think is really nice because i always thought growing up that i was the only one and that i was like completely alone and then i realized i wasn't and even in my own friend group i wasn't alone and so it was really nice to have people to be able to talk about all these things that we both have been like hiding from each other for so long and like have similar experiences with another gay person that like i didn't even realize I had the whole time. I think it's so important, especially when you're younger and coming out, to have people around you that can have similar experiences. Because if you are going through something, the hardest thing in the world is to have nobody understand you. If you are going through some sort of crisis and you're talking about it with a friend it just sucks when they just feel sorry for you and they don't really know how to help you and that doesn't mean that they're not a good friend like I'm sure they're still a great friend but you're just missing that peace or emotion that you almost like need and want because you want to feel less alone. You want to feel like you're not the only one and you want help in a situation, which is why having people who have gone through what you're going through is so helpful. That is why social media is amazing because I remember before I came out, I would go on YouTube pretty much every night and just look up coming out videos to see if there were any new ones that had come out on YouTube, no pun intended, and I would just binge watch them. I loved watching them, and I was just so, like, inspired by them, you know, like, Connor Franta and, like, Joey Graceffa's video. There was these, like, twins that, like, came out to their dad. Like, that was one I'd watched multiple times, and they just made me feel, like, a lot less alone, which was so important, I even made like, you know, 
another account and found other gay people on social media that weren't necessarily in my area that I could like talk to about this stuff not like super deep conversations but like just to be myself around and it was just so nice to not have to hide it in this one place you know I'd be like in my room and I'd get to be myself like I'd get to talk to people and just share our similar experiences and then it was so nice when I had that with people that I was already friends with and I could see and hang out with although bonding with other people in the community is amazing one issue that I have found is the gay community is so focused on looks I find that a lot of men are just so focused on your looks and if they don't find you attractive or like if they don't see a six pack of abs then like they're moving on right away and that's fine you do you but it's also not necessarily the best outlook because you could be missing someone that you would have connected with on such a deep level because you know their genetics weren't that good you know what I mean and it's definitely one thing to have your preferences and you should find someone that you're with attractive but it doesn't you shouldn't just care about looks and not the personality because they can be a really hot person and have no personality and I have one friend who the person they were dating was like very attractive but like dumb as a doorknob dumb as a doornail dumb as a doorknob no shade to that person they're a lovely person but it's just like clearly you do not like this person for anything more than how they look and that's fine but like you're not going to build a long-lasting beneficial connection with this person when I was younger I mean I'm still like young but you know a year or two ago I remember when I would talk to guys I personally was not as confident as I am now and so I wouldn't talk to guys that I deemed attractive if that makes sense because I was so insecure with myself that if I found someone tr- someone attractive, I just assumed they were too good for me. And so I wouldn't reach out to them because I, were, I was just thought that they wouldn't like me. And so the people that I ended up talking with and like having conversations with and, you know, trying to build a connection with were these people that I like just had no attraction to which some of them were very nice people. Obviously, none were ones that, like, I cultivated a relationship with. But there just has to be that element of attraction. But it shouldn't be focused on that, if that makes sense. If you find someone attractive, shoot your shot. Because the worst thing that could happen is they leave you undelivered or screen you or say sorry not interested literally just do it because what do you have to lose like literally what do you have to lose nothing the more you get rejected 
the more you get used to it and the more you reach out to more people and you hopefully succeed. Trial and error, baby. It's going to happen for you, okay? You're going to find the right person. Don't be scared. It might take some time, but you're going to get there. And no shame in reaching out to people. I know so many people, myself included, who has sometimes been scared to reach out to people because you don't want to be seen as like desperate or anything. But just because you're reaching out to people does not mean you're desperate at all. You, the word desperate is when you crave a relationship so badly that like you'll take anything. Okay. Just because you're reaching out to people does not mean you have to take that. If that makes sense. If you reach out to someone and you hit them up and they're really just not the person for you, you can politely, you know, end the conversation and no one's any worse. And like, yeah, you reached out to them, but like, you're not desperate. I find that a lot of younger gays, they will almost turn to significantly older people. And I've heard so many horror stories about this. And it's honestly kind of scary because these 14 to like 17 year olds heck maybe even younger hopefully not but like they are completely alone completely isolated and a lot of the time it's so hard because there is this huge secret that you're hiding that no one can know about but it's also such a big part of who you are and who you like and so they'll find these people who give them validation and call them like pretty and you know talk with them and they can just be themselves with these people but these people are not necessarily doing it for good reasons and that can be very dangerous and so please if you are listening to this and you are maybe still in the closet do your best to not get taken advantage of because trust me it is so easy to and a lot of the time you're not going to realize it until you're older and then you're going to look back and you're really going to regret it now we're going to pivot a little bit this is something that i found yesterday that i literally just have to read to you because like it literally just warmed my heart So little about me, 45-year-old male, not out, working in higher education, tried coming out when I was in college, went horribly as it was the early 90s and being gay was still looked down upon. Anyway, I've I've always been fine being in the closet. I don't lie about my sexuality, but no one asks. So anyway, I finally watched Love, Simon. There's a scene after he was outed that Simon was talking to his mother and she said, you seem like you've been holding your breath for years. You can breathe now. And I just lost it. That describes me perfectly. I've been holding my breath since I realized I was gay at 13 or so. Well, long story short, I brought a a pride pin and I'm going to wear it on my suit tomorrow. If anyone asks why I'm wearing it, I'm just going to say, as a gay man, I'm proud of who I am. That literally made me want to cry. That was so, oh, when I read that, it's so true because not being who you really are 
is literally like holding your breath. You're like suffocating. You want to tell people and be who you are. You want to breathe, but you just fucking can't or you feel like you can't. And, you know, to you listening, if you're going through this, do it in your own time at your own pace. Be safe, but also be you. And I hope that eventually you will be able to be fully yourself if you are not already. And at the same time, if you come out to a certain amount of people and a select group of friends or family, that's okay. Not everyone needs to know. I find that a lot of the time, the hardest part about coming out is you're not just doing it once. When you come out, you're doing it to pretty much everyone you meet after that. But you don't necessarily have to. If you meet someone and they ask, are you gay? You can say yes. But like, you don't have to go up to someone and be like, oh, by the way, like I'm gay. Or like work it into a conversation, whatever. It's nobody's business. If you want to lie about it to someone, lie about it. You know what I mean? Do what you're comfortable with. And do it at your own pace. Anyways, with that, thank you guys so much for joining me today. Um, I hope that this really helped you in some way. And if you're in, you know, a toxic relationship or you're still kind of like in the closet, not being able to tell everyone, you know, who you really are, there are so many amazing things to look forward to when you do decide to take action. And I promise you, it really does get better because it's like, oh, it gets better. And I fucking hate when people say that, but like it actually does. And it eventually, like when you come out enough times to different people, it's just not hard anymore. Like the first few times I did it, I was like physically shaking every time I did it. And now like I can say it without a thought. Do whatever the fuck you want please go rate the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I love you all. Um, Any DMs you want to send me, like, all anonymous, you know, um, they really, you know, make my day and I answer pretty much all of them. So, yeah, with that, I love you. Bye, homos.